My name's Marcus, and you and I are listening to a Thai football podcast with Dale and Rob. Hello and welcome along to the latest edition of a Thai football podcast with me, Dale Farrington. And me, Rob Bernard. What a weekend, Rob. Crazy, wasn't it? (laughs) Where to start? Actually, that's a good question because I know exactly where to start. We're going to rewind a bit to the middle of the week and Matt Jenkins, who's a Bangkok United fan, travelled to Singapore to watch his team win 2-1 against Lion City Sailors. We've got Matt's report now, so we'll have a listen to that and then comment on it afterwards, if that's all right with you. Perfect. Over to you, Matt. Ties to Match Reports. Welcome to the Jalan Bazaar Stadium here in Singapore, where half-time it's Lion City Sailors 1, Bangkok United 0. A half of two halves, Bangkok starting very, very strong, looking good on possession and threatening the Lion City's goal on a couple of occasions, but with no input. Bangkok United, in truth, are struggling to come to terms with this pitch, an astroturf pitch with a high bounce and fast speed off the surface, and the first touches and midfield are really not creating too much. Then, after 20 minutes, Lion City, with their first real attack on the game, went up the other end, and Diego Lopez bent a beautiful shot into the bottom left-hand corner, past Patty White in goal. It hadn't been coming, but you can kind of see with Bangkok United, there's always a chance we'll always let the other side in. After the goal went in, to be totally honest, it looked more likely that Lion City might get a second than Bangkok United bounced back. Hard working, lots of running, but no creativity and no end touch. Full time at the Jalan Bazaar Stadium and the final score, Lion City Sailors 1, Bangkok United 2. A much improved second half from Bangkok United who got more composure, finding more time on the ball and dealing with that bounce a lot better. And within five minutes of the restart, Everton rose high from a corner and heading past the keeper. One all and everything on the front foot for Bangkok United. Ten minutes later, Titipan drove in an absolute screamer from about 25 yards out into the top corner, giving the keeper no chance whatsoever. A much, much improved from second half from Bangkok United. A really, really good game as well. End-to-end, chances for both sides. Lion City Sailors had the ball in the net at 2-2. Bangkok United had the ball in the net for 3-1. But both cancelled out VAR and for fouls. First time I've ever heard VAR being chanted at any stadium by the Lion City Sailor fans. Quite funny. Overall, really good game. Bangkok deserved winners, I feel. Uh, possession, chances over the time. But we ran it close, certainly in the first half. It didn't look as promising as it should have done. Um, but second half, a much, much better performance. Probably about 150 Bangkok United away fans. Lots travelling from Bangkok, but also some local ties in Singapore joining in the fun, making lots and lots of noise. Really, really massive respect to all those that travelled to the game. Fantastic venue, really, really good. Thoroughly recommend it and looking forward to the next game. Great stuff. 
And, and a fantastic win for Bangkok United as well. Yeah, and a good support by the sound of it. I mean, he said they took took a few. And in my experience, I, I remember when we went to the Singapore Cup with Chonburi, there were a lot of expat Thais who came out to support us. So that's clearly a yeah, tradition yeah. that's that's carried on. Quite possibly easier for them to get to the game in Singapore than Tamasa as well. Without a doubt. And that fantastic public transport system, which we can wax lyrical for hours on end, or at least I could anyway. I, I really admire decent public transport yeah yeah I'm, I, we can we can do a two-hour special on public transport around thailand no problem right we'll pencil that in for a, a future episode i think back to the match i think that was a great performance and a, a very good result promising starts i think all the thai teams started well i mean even though bg lost there was a lot there to suggest that they're not going to struggle in that group really convincing stuff from Buriram. as you would expect really i think they're probably going to do very well this season i i think they could go a long way in this tournament yeah right let's move on because we do have a lot to cover as you said at the start it's been a very eventful weekend so we're going to start with a couple of match reports the first one is Risa the Ratchaburu fan who sends in a weekly report last week when they won 6-1 he sent in quite a lengthy summary of the game and he even invited someone along to chat with him this week they lost now I think his report's probably a reflection of how he was feeling at full time it's very short and very succinct so let's give it a listen and then we can comment on it afterwards Ties to the match reports Sawadikap, good evening from Utai Tani Stadium. Utai Tani win from a penalty after a long checking from the VAR. It seems a clear handball looking from the replay. But anyway, both teams play their best, but the result is 1-0 for the home side. Cheers. Now, there's a man who's just seen his team get beat. Oh, the ups and downs of football fans. It's been it's been fascinating in general on Twitter this week. You, you just thought the world was going to end at Wong Tong the other night until they scored. Well, that, that's football, isn't it? It brings out emotions in us all. Uh, I have to say, by the way, watching the highlights, doesn't the outside tiny stadium now look good with those ends? It does. And they were obviously listening to what you were saying the other week when you commented on some up City. I didn't know I had that much influence. I think we said in an earlier episode, episode didn't we that we are influencers don't do yourself down Rob no 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 fair comment now this has literally just come in like a few seconds before we started recording because the match was played last night it was very controversial as most tie games seem to be just lately and Graham who won the book he won Matt, a copy of Matt's Thai Football Tales last week and he was at the game he's a police terror fan and he sent in this report a very emotive report and I'm going to read it out now as it came into to me so if you can bear with me i'm going to read through what graham's written and then we can comment on it afterwards yeah now i think some people are going to take umbrage at a few of the comments here but that's okay these these are graham's opinions so don't don't be getting on my back i'm only the messenger here so here we go police terror one bury ram united two ties to the podcast match reports Buriram cheated again. The referees are so scared to make mistakes against them, it's like playing against 12 men. I've not seen any highlights or replays, but from where I was standing, we had a perfectly good goal chopped off and a very strong penalty shout not looked at. The goal, apparently the ref blew the whistle before we scored for absolutely nothing. The penalty, where was VAR? And then he's added a little bit afterwards. I think he's probably watched it again and he's saying, so the referee shouldn't have blown his whistle so fast and he should have let VAR check. I don't pretend to understand the VAR rule, 
rules. What chance have I got when the so-called professional referees clearly don't understand the rules either? But another Buriram game and another questionable decision in their favour. The fastest person to shake the ref's hand at full time? Mewing. Almost as unlikable as Madame Pang. I hate that. I think it takes away all we like about football. The disagreements, the opinions, the feeling of a goal celebration. However, if they have it, they shouldn't be allowed to pick and choose when to use it. Doesn't take away from the fact police lost two very avoidable goals. Very poor defending. We only look threatening when the main man, Isaac Honey, went up front. In my opinion, VAR should be dumped. Make football exciting again. However, it should be dumped by all, not just when Pang and Newin fancy not using it. And he's also sent in some comments from the police terror chairwoman and she's clearly not very happy we'll post these up on the on facebook she's basically just saying you know what, what's the point of having the campaign to save the thai league when you get decisions like this making a mockery of it all and things aren't very fair and i, I think she makes some some good points actually i don't know that that was it you watched the game rob what, uh, what do you think well there might have been graham's opinions but they're not far off mine either how terror didn't get a point out of that i'll never know they were so unlucky at times obviously the goal that was chalked off absolutely ridiculous would he have blown so quickly at the other end I know that's a, a real talking point but it makes you wonder and uh, well I can't comment on his thoughts about the two uh, people in charge of his two favourite clubs but whoever had the banner up at Trap with an image of a chairperson on a banner for a football flag you know what I mean I've never seen anything like it this was the image of Pang wasn't it that was on, yeah. on display right in the centre of the away end what's, what's wrong with these people it's worse than half and half scarves i try not to get involved in the pang thing because i mean she, she does actually have some good qualities that's undeniable but again it's it's this ego thing isn't it that's something that we find oh. quite hard to comprehend i think perhaps it's just us perhaps it's us daily not getting the culture doesn't do it for me i must admit no i, I i'm in total agreement it's all about the players isn't it and the and the coach Going back to the police terror match last night, there were a lot of comments on Twitter. People weren't just inferring. They were out and out saying that referees are favouring Buriram United. Now, I don't know if that's the case, but I, I don't know. I'm not so sure. I mean, there were, there were other incidents last night where he, he clearly could have given them a decision and he didn't. I think the thing is, Dale, whenever you're a dominant club, you are going to be involved in more decisions because you've got more, you know what I mean? You, you are going to create chances or defend better and, and people naturally don't like winners dominating I mean in the past and this isn't a, you know Burry Ram say what you like about Wong Tong used to get plenty of decisions when they were a dominant force yeah that could be the perception couldn't it and like you say they teams who are dominating will get the decisions because they tend to be more effective in, in areas that are going to hurt other teams exactly that that's perfectly put right anyway do you want to know what I was doing this weekend go on Dale what were you doing this weekend I got to two games I was very pleased with myself so on, on Saturday, I went to watch Konken Mordindang. That was very entertaining. Decent crowd. Absolute mud bath of a pit. But a very pleasant way to spend a couple of hours on a Saturday afternoon. And then on Sunday, I went to the Konken United Pratchuat match, which was one of the most bizarre, maddest games I think I've ever seen. Was it as crazy as the highlights looked? It was crazy. I, I don't think the highlights could do it justice. The whole match was just... It was mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely mad. 
there were red cards, yellow cards. VAR was used more times, I think, than I've ever seen in a game. There were cards rescinded. There was a penalty given, a penalty saved, seven goals, late drama. It was madness, absolute madness, but very, very enjoyable. I mean, I, I sat with Isaac, who's a Conken United fan, so he's probably got a very different perspective on it because as a neutral, you can kind of sit back and enjoy it. But when it's your team, it's probably not as much fun, is it? No, no. But I'm I'm so pleased that I went. If it's like that every week at Conken, United. People should get there <laughs> as often as they can. All the highlights and games that I've seen, I think there's been some incredible action this week. There's no wonder gates are going up. I mean, it was started on Friday. The Trap Port game was a great watch. Frustrating now if you're a Port supporter, the chances are spurned, but it was a good, really good, entertaining game. I agree. Apart from the game I went to, I watched the Port game, I watched Mung Tong, and I watched the two games last night, and they were all very entertaining. And I just want to add to that, that this was my first experience of watching the games on the official channel. We've got the 3BB network and it's absolutely superb. And setting it up was a doddle, one phone call and I've got it on the telly. Probably the best I've ever seen, I think. So if there are any yeah. doubters out there, just give it a go. Honestly, I was very impressed. Yeah, I agree. Moving on, we've now got an interview and this this is absolutely lovely. We've done so many interviews over the past few weeks on this podcast, but this one is very special. I'm not going to give anything away. This is Joshua Groman, who plays for Conken United, and I interviewed him. This was before the mad match on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. He's a lovely fella, and as you'll hear in the interview, he's such a good sport as well. So this is me and Joshua, and a little surprise. Time Football Podcast Interview Welcome to the show, Joshua. Thank you. It's good to be here. How are you going, Dave? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. It's another beautiful Saturday here in Thailand, so can't complain. Thanks very much for agreeing to come on. We really appreciate it. I've got a little surprise for you lined up later, but to begin with, can I just ask you how you think your season's been going so far? So far, the team has been doing quite well, I believe, uh, for the past, because I've been with Conquer now for the past two seasons, and at the beginning of each of the last two seasons, we started off quite shaky. This season, we've done quite well. First game, we drew against Buiram, we drew against Chomburi away, and obviously, we drew against Ratchaburi. Uh, the latest game, we lost 2-0, but that was obviously a bit difficult, because myself and my centre-back partner, Jong, who's also injured at the moment, couldn't play this game, so it was a bit difficult, as a, we had to make a lot of changes in the back line but apart from that individually I've had two games I had to miss because of injury and then obviously the last game I had to get 22 stitches in my eyebrow so that wasn't too fun so I had to miss that game as well but apart from that all in all I believe the team is doing quite well so I'm happy with how we started the season compared to the last two it all sounds very promising and, and your goalkeeper's been making the headlines as well some outstanding performances early on ah oh, mate the, he's he's brilliant when it comes to shot stopping he's he's definitely up there in the tight league as one of the better goalkeepers for me, his, his reactions, his speed coming off the line, he's he's a very good goalkeeper. And he's he's quite young as well, I believe. I think he's only 25 or 24. So he's got a long, he's got a long way to go in the Thai League. He's done very well, hasn't he? And obviously, he's, he's got his international call-up, which is great for him yeah. and, and good for the club as well, I would guess. Yeah, definitely. So what's your expectations for the rest of the season? You, you said you've had quite a solid start. And I mean, you couldn't have got a harder first game than Bury Ram. <laughs> definitely not. And I guess that gave you some sort of indication as to how you were going to go 
this season. So what, what do you expect from, from here on in? I know it's early days, I appreciate that. But if you could give just give us some idea of what, what you think is going to happen. Tough to say. I mean, usually most of the big teams do quite well in the beginning of the season. And then obviously, Buiram, they stick stick towards doing well for the whole entire season. And then a few of the bigger teams slowly start to drop off. Uh, when it comes to Con Ken... The expectations for us to be middle of the table this season, at least to start to push more and more towards the higher end of the table. For me personally, I think we, we can do well when it comes to the bigger teams because we we defend quite compact. So if we can just stick to game plan, what the coach says and everything, I think that we can meet our target for the year mid-table towards top seven. Maybe a good cup run as well. Yeah, well, hopefully. I mean, I don't think we've done too well in the previous cups. So hopefully we do well this season with that. So you, you mentioned Buriram and obviously you did play them first game and got a very creditable nil-nil draw I've got a little bet on with my co-host Rob Rob thinks they're going to run away with the title this season I think it's going to be a lot closer I'm putting you on the spot I appreciate that Joshua but what do you think are, are Bury Ram United going to run away with it again I think they've got a good chance at winning the league again but I don't think they'll run away with it I believe that B, BU and BG have done well signings this season especially BG especially bringing back obviously everyone knows in Thailand Chanathip I think players like that you know, BG's also got this number 11 who's been doing well in the Champions League so far for them. Um, I think that the league won't be as the same as last season where we run, run away. That's what I personally think. I think it'll be a lot closer. I think if it came down to top three teams in the end, I think BU could win it this season. It's going to be tighter, isn't it? I, I've, I've been very impressed, actually, with the, the way certain teams have started the season. And the, the three teams who are in the AFC Champions League have all done well. And again, very good results in the week. B, BU won 2 1, didn't they, against the Singapore side, Lion City. Boyeran won 4 1 against the Chi- Chinese side, I also believe, which is very good for the Thai league. I mean, it's good exposure for the league with the clubs winning against teams like that. Definitely. And I, th- I think it can only help, can't it? It's it's good exposure and it's it's great to see when, when Thai clubs do well on the continental stage. Yes, definitely. That's that's for sure. It obviously puts a, a league on the map a bit more out there. Anyway, I mentioned at the start of our chat, I had a little surprise for you. Now, I've, I've got a young man. He's 11 years old. His name is Prize. He's at school in Bangkok and he's a massive football fan. And when he found out that you were coming on the podcast, he asked if he could ask you some questions. So if you're happy with that I'm going to let him introduce himself and then he's got a few questions that he wants to ask um, so if you can be as honest and as straightforward as possible he'd really appreciate that is that okay no problem at all looking forward to answering the questions hello Joshua my name is Prize and I'm the football editor for City Life magazines I would like to ask you some questions who inspired you to play football who inspired me that's a tough one definitely I would have to say my, my old man my father um, he was a football player himself in Holland when he grew up. I don't think he was as good as I am. <laughs> Just joking. But um, he definitely inspired me to play. Obviously, once I was about the age of four, five, he used to take me to the park, kick a football around. And um, obviously, from then, just fell in love with the game and then took me to football matches myself to watch live matches, watch games on TV, and then fell in love with the game once I got more and more older and more and more into it. I think once I hit to the age of seven, eight, when it comes to a football player who inspired me, I would honestly say it was Vidic the centre-back from Man United. I just loved how he was so passionate about the way he played, how aggressive he was, how he wanted to win everything. He just loved his passion. Who is your idol? I have two idols. My old man, my father, he's he's definitely my idol when it comes to anything in life. He's taught me a lot of things. Um, but when it comes to my idol in football, I would definitely say, again, Vidic. I grew up watching him. I'm a Man United supporter. I've always been. Don't really want to be a Man United supporter at the moment, but... Can't pick and choose your teams once you already picked them, I guess. Uh, but yeah, my idol was Vidic. I just always loved how he played. 
And being a centre-back defender myself, um, I take notes on how he played, looked up to him. If you could swap shirts with anyone, who would it be? If it's in the Thai league, to swap shirts with anybody, probably would be, I'd say Hamilton, because he's a very difficult striker to mark, and I appreciate whenever I play against him, how he plays. He's, he's good in the air, he's, he's strong, he's solid, and he's, he's smart. And whenever you come up against a player like that, you always appreciate how, how, how they play and how they are. So I definitely want to swap a shirt with him. One. Um, but if it came to Premier League player or any other players in that bracket, probably be Ronaldo. I mean, everyone loves Cristiano Ronaldo, so definitely Ronaldo for me. How many trophies do you have? Trophies? Um, I have won an AFC Cup when I played with Serres Negros in the Philippines. I don't think I have too many trophies, to be honest, unless you're counting trophies when I go play bowling back in Australia. I'm pretty good at bowling. (laughs) Um, Apart from that, no, not too many trophies. I think I've got maybe one or two trophies, if I'm being honest. But I'm hopefully wanting to win more. Never know. The season, Conken, you never know. Something could happen. Why did you leave Loyola to go to Brisbane, Raw, NPL? Loyola was, at the time, a professional club in the Philippines. This was my first professional club when I was 18 years old. So it was a big move for me to go over to the Philippines to have a stepping stone into the professional environment. Uh, at the time, Brisbane Raw, uh, NPL was the Brisbane Raw youth team. So I was a bit homesick. And obviously, I grew up in Brisbane. I grew up in the academy, like Queensland Academy. And the next step was Brisbane Raw professional team in the A-League. Um, like I said, I was homesick at the time. And that was a good opportunity also to go back home, play in the Brisbane, Brisbane Raw Academy, and obviously see what happens from there. So that was that was the decision for me to go back and play in the NPL, which isn't a professional league in Australia, but it's where the youth teams of like the A-League clubs participate in the NPL for development for the younger players. How do you feel being a footballer? I feel great. <laughs> it's been a dream of mine since I was obviously a little kid. I can't complain at all. I wake up every day, get to do what I love. It's not as easy as it sounds. Obviously, you gotta you got to be always switched on. you got to make sure you put the right food in your body. you got to take care of your injuries. It's all part of, say, gr- growing up also. It's a, you learn a lot playing football as a professional. You, you learn to grow up faster than, than I, I'd say others, as in you got to take care of your body. you got to take care of a, a lot of things, mental state. But in the end of the day, I'm doing what I love. Football is great sport for anyone, and it's, it's my career right now, so it's, it's my life. If you could... Would you swap all your medals to win a Champions League? If I could swap all my bowling trophies to win a Champions League, I definitely would. There's no no ifs or buts or maybes. It's a definite. That was brilliant. Thank you so much, Prize. They were fantastic questions. I think I'm going to be out of a job soon if you carry on the way you are doing. And thanks to Joshua. I really appreciate you answering those, mate. That's that's really kind of you. So is there anything you'd like to add just before we, we finish here? Not much, really. Just want to thank the prize. I just want to thank him for asking the really nice questions. I mean, there were just a few very smart questions. And uh, obviously, if football is the career choice you want to do, don't give up on it. Chase your dream. And I hope someday you can achieve your goals. And I also just want to say thank you, Dale, for you know setting up the interview. I really appreciate it and taking your time out. It was brilliant. I enjoyed it. No, that's great. Thank you so much for coming on. And who knows, prize might even be inspired to take up bowling. <laughs> well, there's a good way to win trophies, that's for sure. Anyway, thanks thanks very much, Joshua, for coming on. And good luck for the rest of the season. I hope you do well. Keep in touch and we'll, we might get you back on before the end of the year, if that's okay. 
Sounds great. Really appreciate it. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, mate. Take care. You too. Well, thanks ever so much, Joshua. That is really good. What a consummate pro. And well done, young man, with the questions. It was lovely, wasn't it? It really was. And like I said, Joshua just, when I mentioned it to him before the interview, he was really up for it. He said, oh, yeah, I'll give that a go. And he he did the whole thing in in the spirit in which it was intended. And I'm sure Prize is going to be absolutely delighted when he hears that. No, it's good, isn't it? You you often hear bad things. And and let's be honest, we've, we've covered quite a lot of controversy already in the show but it's great when you hear people like that there's so many good people out there without a doubt it was it was a, such a lovely thing to do anyway talking of good people involved in Thai football it's time for your roving report Rob and I'm going to gloss over the little dig that you give to me and Joshua in this <laughs> <laughs> So, do, would you like to introduce it? Yeah, it was local derby day in Seasaket uh, between Seasaket United and Rice Salai United. Very soggy encounter, but a lovely afternoon out. Very sociable afternoon out, I have to say. Rolls, Rolls, Rolls. Internationale and Milan. Ocker and River. Liverpool and Everton. Rangers and Celtic. Scarborough and York. Yes, all world-famous derbies that trip off the top. A big day for football fans in those particular areas. It's the same here this weekend as I head into the city for what I am calling El Cicico for the clash between Cicicet United and Rice Salah United. So today's derby, how's it going to go? Well, a little bit of a form guide. Both sides got knocked out of the League Cup at the first attempt. Cicicet went to the same opponents as in the League Cup, Marasarakam, last week, who were the uh, North Eastern T3 champions last season. And Cicicet came away with a 0-0 draw. Very good result, I feel. And regular listeners will know that I covered the Rice Salai game against a very poor Serin Kungtimol side who were beaten 4-1. Now I'm by no means a great man for predictions, as many a bookie will tell you back home in the UK, but I'm going to go for 3-1 to Cicicet this afternoon. But while I might not be very good at predictions, Josh and Dale is one that is going to be right. Or am I going to romp it, boys? There's one thing for sure, if the weather doesn't abate, whoever wins the local derby today is going to be singing in the rain. It is absolutely hammering down in downtown Cicicet. So here we are outside the stadium and uh, I'm not quite sure what happened to the fan zone today. I mean, it's still here in all its glory, but it's underwater somewhat. So I think it put pay to the attractions before the match. Still able to get plenty of food and drink outside here. 80 baht for a large Leo. Fantastic setup around the other side as well in the posh area. This is 20 baht cheap around this side, so no jokes about uh, which county I uh, originate from, thank you. But I came round here to see uh, the build-up, really, and uh, there's a decent crowd in. What I will say, I think we're going to see, for the first time since I moved up this way, an away section opened. And it's also nice as a, a local youth side called Jafam United who supply a lot of players to the pro clubs up this way and they're here in big evidence I don't know whether the clubs have given them free tickets but it's fantastic to see so many youngsters at a game up at enthusiasm and uh, they continue to come for years to come 
I found some shelter on concrete so that uh, my trainers don't take too much more damage. Something that's very interesting, those of you who follow Thai football might know that CCK FC were thrown out of the league last year. A long-running dispute to do with the uh, expulsion of Isan United many years ago. Anyway, CCK United now use the old CCK FC team bus. I've no idea what this song is. Every time I come, it's played before games, and maybe a, a Cicicat folk song, I'm not sure. Yeah, sure enough, the away end is open. Not many in there just now, but as in tradition in old side grounds, everyone waits downstairs because there's no facilities inside the actual stadium. You buy your food and drinks outside from vendors, get your ticket, come inside, you want any more refreshments, you go back outside again. As I say, this is the open side, the torch side as I call it, and this side is 40 baht. The side opposite with the cover is 60 baht. This being the older of the two stadiums in Cicicat, the tower in the distance near the away end and beyond that is where I see Salah United play so living in this part of the world there's always something to watch something very different in Thailand compared to other countries in the western world I'm actually going to start and there's visible puddles all over the pitch it just doesn't bother them they get on with it it'll be very interesting to see how both teams cope the rain fortunately seems to have passed us now and the sun will soon dry it out but it's going to lead to errors which as a neutral well semi-neutral anyway all adds to the excitement as far as I'm concerned as the music cranks up, the teams are ready to walk out onto the pitch. Let's hope we have a cracking local derby. Plenty of goals, and for once, me getting a prediction right. Well, we're halfway through the first half, Dale. And there's a chance now for United. Cicicat United, that is. Flagged offside. I have to say, pitch is hazardous. Both teams are giving it everything. And I'm trying to work out which farm the forward two for Cicicat United have escaped from. Danilo and his partner Damien, huge beasts of men, and they can play. A huge upgrade from what I saw last season down here. The Argentinians supporting them just behind there, behind the front two, can also play football. So the credit rights, Isalai are sticking with it. It's a good game, it's a good game. Oh. Hang on, hang on, Dale, hang on! Oh my God! How's he kept that out? The defenders kept it off the line, slid on the water. And I wouldn't like to think which part of his anatomy is hit the post. Still nil-nil. So the team's head for the tunnel. Nil-nil half-time here in the derby. To be quite honest, seems to get the better of the two sides. But not a lot of goal-scoring opportunities. I think there'll be uh, more in the second half as limbs begin to tire on this uh, exerting surface. For now, nil-nil half-time. A fan group called Cesar Get Hardcore advertised online uh, during the week. Get fans here, get involved. They've done prize draws today. Dancing girls were outside, they're there now on the podium. Seems to be uh, getting quite a lot of attention for some reason. The game on, gents. Watch the match. Watch the match. But yeah, seriously, it's great to see clubs 
using different methods to entice fans along. I know that some of Brecan City tonight are offering free ice cream. Uh, the track supporters track the poor fans exemplary last night. And that's what it's about. Fantastic to see her in Thai Two minutes after the restart, Dale, and still nip and tuck, but the Argentinian star for uh, CCK United panic Godsley. Well, I'll be honest, other referees might have shown him a red. He's just got a yellow card for one of those horrible challenges. He knew exactly what he was doing, raking down the Achilles of an opponent. Yellow card the result, and nice to live players rightly going spare. Still nil nil. Well, we're in the 63rd minute, Dale, and Ricey Salai players are going absolutely bonkers. The ball was in the net, the linesman had his flag up. I'll be honest, it looked very dubious from where I'm sat. Nil-nil. Dale, this week's Golden Handbags winner, 65 minutes. It was a matter of time before it went over the top. They're all pushing and shoving. Little Lots of fierce rivalry out on the pitch tonight. Up to the referee to sort it out. Well, I don't suppose that Glenn Gregory, back in Sheffield in the 80s, was considering this derby when he sang about no passion missing. But there isn't. The referee's handing out more cards than a crew for you. If this ends up 11 aside, I'll be astonished. Still nil-nil. There was absolute chaos in the box. I think the rest given a penalty to Rice East July. I was just about to say, the coach of the away team, a massively poor decision, taking off defender Gideon Chukwuma, who's been outstanding. No sooner as he made the decision, there's a scramble in the Tisiket box. The ref has pointed to the spot, even though the ball went into the net. Penalty Rice East July. Don't forget, they had two last week. They missed one and scored one. The same player as last week, Natchin on, trusted with the kick. The Rice East Salai player has picked up a second yellow and to be quite honest though it wasn't a straight red I'm astonished So they miss a penalty and down to 10 men within the space of a few seconds and Blow beats the bloke who missed the penalty Natchinon's on his way Oh he's going to enjoy Saturday night Passionate, nasty, fearless, farcical. Just some of the words that great Les Dawson would have used to fill in the blanks on his great show. As this game also ended blankety blank. Nil-nil between Kit United and Rice Salai United. No passion missing as I mentioned before. Both teams going at it gung-ho. The weather conditions not helping, the picture an absolute quagmire, the referee an awkward job in all fairness. Both teams will go away scratching their heads how there wasn't a goal. I would guess that Rice Salai will be the happier of the two. So one thing that tonight proves is that local derbies matter wherever they are around the world. 
The players gave everything tonight. It wasn't high in quality at times. But they put their bodies on the line. And that's what I like to see when I pay me, me money to go and watch a football game. Yeah, nil-nil. I think uh, CCK United will reflect on it at the end of the season. And may even regret those two points. Long season ahead. But well played by CCK. Real determination. Nil-nil here in the CCK derby. Excellent as usual, and I see what you mean when you say very sociable. It sounded like you had a great time. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. You, you know, just getting out there and talking to people, it makes it, doesn't it? It does. I mean, that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? It's great to get down and watch the, the lower leagues, and I think you do a fantastic job promoting it, Rob. It, you make it sound so wonderful, and it all credit to you, I think, that that comes across in all, all your reports. No, thanks very much for that. And I, I would I'd encourage anyone, we always put the fixtures, as we say, on Facebook. Try and go and watch your local stuff. Look, if you don't enjoy it, it's going to cost you 60 baht. And you can't really complain at that, can you? I know one or two would, but no, you can't. Hi, my name is Fran and I'm listening to a Thai football podcast. Last week we introduced our new feature where we've asked people to send in some questions. We've got three more this week. We've got a question from Grant, a question from Isaac and a question from Graham who's already featured on this show. Our first question this week comes from Grant. Officiating is often and sometimes rather harshly criticised by fans and cited as a huge turn-off for spectators. How would you go about elevating standards? Well, I'm not sure how we would do it. I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? It's, it is part of the game to me. I mean, look how much we've spoken about it today. It's unlikely to change, so just make the best of it. But please, if you're going to use VAR, use it properly. For me, elevating standards, I, I think... Obviously, training for referees, bringing people in from other countries to show them how to deal with situations. But I also think that the, the coaches and the players have a, a lot of responsibility in this. And I mean, last night as well, we saw it, didn't we, when, you know, rightly or wrongly, the goal, in inverted commas, was ruled out. But the way the police terror players reacted just wasn't on. They were pushing and shouting at the referee. And it, it just doesn't help, you know. And that's, that's no. something that they've got to take responsibility for. And the coaches have got to take responsibility for as well, I think. I mean, the referee definitely got it wrong last night, and you could argue that it would have stopped all that happening. But the guy who pushed the ref should have been off. And probably there was a case for one or two of the others to go as well. Yeah. Anyway, second question. This is from Isaac. What has surprised you the most so far over the first few match days? Well, to be honest, nothing's really shocked me. I had big hopes for the season, and it's come to fruition. Although the Bangkok United form really has stood out. I think a lot of people were expecting them to struggle, weren't they? But they, they have, They've, and they were well worth their win last night. And Friday's going to be pretty important, isn't it? Bangkok United against Buriram United. As for what surprised me, I think we mentioned it earlier, It's it's been very entertaining. I don't think I can remember a start to a season where there have been so many games that have been very open. Two teams both going for it, and it's led to some very entertaining football and some interesting results. Yeah. You wouldn't like to do a fixed odds coupon on Thai football at the moment. Unless you're in the know. Well, that's right. That's right. We won't go down that road. <laughs> no, I think that's probably best left. Anyway, third question and for today is from Graham. And this he's probably got you in mind for this, Rob. What do you do on days when there's no football? 
There's no such days. Get on the internet, find out where there is something, go and watch your local stuff. For me, I have to admit, there are days when there is no football. I work, mainly. <laughs> so, obviously, working full-time. But for leisure, I'm guessing he means for leisure activities. One of the good uh, things about being back in England is that I've been able to get to so many gigs Football and music were the two big things when I was growing up. Going to a football match, going to a gig, sometimes combining the two. And I've been able to do that again. So when there's no football, I'm usually at a gig. And that's the best way to spend non-football days, I think. Yeah, if I can't find anything, I'd relax out here in the countryside up in this. I'm just enjoying life. Boring people on Twitter. That's a great way to spend your time. I'm surprised neither <laughs> of us mentioned cricket as well there, Rob. That's about yeah. done for the sub There you go. Thanks for your questions, guys. There'll be more of those next week. And that's pretty much it. I think that's, that's a wrap on episode 14. And what a fantastic one it's been. Thanks to Joshua. Thanks to Graham and Risa for sending in your reports. Thanks to Grant and Isaac for your questions and Graham again for his question. And thanks to you, Rob. What are you up to this week? Well, I'm going to try a, a, a big challenge. I don't know if it's going to come off, but all being well, I'm going to get to Yasserton on uh, Sunday by public transport. Oh, good luck with that. I'd like to hear how that pans out. Well, if I'm not here next week, you'll have to find a replacement. We'll send out a search party. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, enjoy it, and I look forward to hearing all about it, and I'll speak to you soon, mate. Great stuff. Have a great week, everyone, wherever you are. Thank you.